You're welcome to a great moment in destiny. God is about to speak directly to you and the message coming right up is crafted by heaven not just to challenge you but to align your destiny. As you embrace divine instruction, expect that God's word is bringing about revival, healing, restoration and transformation to your entire life. With faith in your heart and great expectation, join me and receive God's word through his choice vessel, Apostle Goodheart Obi Ikweme. First Peter chapter number 4, if you would, still standing in honor of Jesus. First Peter 4, want to read first verse 1, and then verses 12, 13, 14, and we will be on our way. It is a very special moment for us to read the word of God together. Something about when a people read the word of life together. At the count of three, let's go. One, two, three, go. For as much then as Christ hath suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. For he that hath suffered in the flesh hath ceased from sin. I bet that many of you have not paid as much close attention to this scripture. You've closed over it, maybe read it a few times, but let me read to your hearing. Think as I read the word of God. For as much then as Christ hath suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves <laughs> be armed likewise with the same mind for he that hath suffered in the flesh hath ceased from sin 12, 13, 14 let's read beloved think it not strange concerning the fury trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice in as much as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings. I can hear you. That when his glory shall be revealed, he sh you may be glad also with exceeding joy. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, Happy are ye for the spirit of glory and of God rested upon you on their part. He is evil spoken of, but on your part, he is glorified. How much are you prepared to take for the glory? How much are you, 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 you? Online, are you prepared to take for the glory? Bow your heads. Our Father, we thank you for the privilege and honor to gather again to break the bread of life today. I beseech you to take a coal of fire from the altar of heaven and on the lips and the tongues of clay of this seven son of yours at this hour. I'll come to your people with a thus saith the Lord. 
Help me to go beyond my study, contemplation, and hide myself behind the cross. I decrease that you increase. Let your church here and globally be edified. Let devils be terrified. Let Jesus alone be glorified. We vow to give you the praise, the glory that is due your name. In Jesus' wondrous name we pray. Let somebody shout a big, big amen. You may please be seated in God's wonderful presence. How much are you prepared to take for the glory? It is very interesting that the day we live in today, many sing and talk about the glory of the Lord, but upon closer examination, we find that there are not really, really many people who are as much prepared for the glory they talk about, the glory they sing about as they ought to be. Preparation for the glory of God is absolutely necessary. If the people of God are not prepared for the glory, the glory will come. And what is designed to be a blessing to them will end up not really being a blessing. So the people of God are to prepare for the glory of the Lord. By the way, the cross is a preparation for the crown. The thorns are the preparation for the throne. And the scars are the necessary preparation for the stars. The generation we live in today has hardly been taught uh, the benefit and the blessings of sacrifice and selfless living. We find ourselves in the 21st century, a generation that is very self-seeking and self-serving. It is in this generation that we now have what is called uh, the selfie. The Bible says, in the last days, men and women alike shall be lovers of themselves. For many people, it stops at me, myself, and I, and nobody else. Very self-serving generation, very uh, self uh, uh, convinced everything is about me, myself, and I. It seems that most people in our day and age have what we call an entitlement mentality. This sense that I deserve to be blessed, this sense that I deserve to have the best of life, I deserve to be honored, I deserve to be, to be, to be promoted, I deserve, I deserve, I deserve. Beloved, with this kind of mindset, the heart of true servanthood and the heart of true sacrifice and selfless living that Christianity is made of will be lacking in such a church. As we take time to look at the first century church in Acts of Apostles, we see a different kind of people who were, had an outlook to life different from our day and our generation. These people understood what it means to sacrifice and to live a very selfless life. They understood what it means to go all the way for the Jesus that saved them and ransomed them from the grave. Yet in our day, in our age, we find that we don't have that level of sacrifice, but yet still we desire and demand the same kind of power that they had in the day and age. It's ironic. The generation we serve is, is, is are we living, does not understand sacrifice 
commitment, dedication, and devotion. But we see something about the first century church. They counted it a thing of privilege and honor to suffer for Jesus. The Bible says in Acts 5.40, very interesting scripture. And to him, they agreed. And when they had called the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. And they departed from the presence of the council. Hear this, hear this, hear this. It's in your Bible, my Bible. Rejoicing, katukia, that they were counted worthy for pleasure, for excitement, for breakthroughs, for liftings, for promotions. No, sir. No, ma'am. They rejoiced rather that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. I wonder how many of you will go through tough times, difficult moments on the job, in the family, concerning your career, your business, your ministry. Things are looking rough and tough. Yet still, you look up and decree and declare, I'm glad because my Redeemer liveth. <laughs> For them, it was a thing of honor to go through stuff that were discomforting to the natural being but for us we actually think that God or better say that we are doing God a favor by coming to church you think you're doing God a favor by just waving your hands and shout hallelujah when you gave your offering God you ought to be glad I gave you a tip when you paid your tithe, God, you ought to be glad I even paid my tithe. What am I saying? Self, self-engrossed in the thought that you are entitled to something that you're not. Dearly beloved, listen up real good. You and I are not entitled to anything good outside Christ. You don't entitle or merit to be alive outside the blood of Jesus Christ. You don't entitle to have life, have strength, have joy, have victory outside the blood of Jesus Christ. So the preacher, Jeremiah says in Lamentation 3.23-24 that it is because of the Lord's mercies that you and I are not consumed. In other words, what I deserve is death. What I deserve is judgment. What I deserve is sure and hell. But, kukayat, for the mercy of the Lord. We ought to be more grateful in our day, in our generation that we stand in spite of us but we stand because of him. You think you're deserving of breakthrough? You're deserving of promotion and lifting? No. Outside Christ, you deserve nothing. The truth be told, beloved, is this. You came into this world naked. And you are going to live this world naked. Irrespective of the three-piece suit they may put on you in your grave. You are going to leave this world naked. If all they like, put
put your wedding gown all over again as you're being buried, hey, 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 you're going to leave this world naked. Wear the best of designer dresses, you are going to leave this world naked. Bible declares in Job 121, naked I came and naked I shall depart. We can't take anything from this world. First Timothy 6 verse 6 says, but godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world and it is certain we can carry nothing out. We ought to be more grateful. Can you lift your hand and decree and declare to God, Abba Father, I am really, really grateful. Some of you, the way you even say you don't sound grateful, you sound as though God, I'm doing a favor, but you said, I'm really, really grateful. You know, may God open our eyes to the awesomeness of this God we serve. He's wider than anybody can get around. He's higher than anybody can get over. He's deeper than anybody can get under. He said, I am the one that killeth and maketh alive. Ha! He's a fearful God. You see, my concern is that in the day and the generation we live in now, something is lacking. It is the revelation of the reverential fear of God. Many of us, I dare say, uh, unfortunately, we don't see God finish. Make you read my... Exodus, Genesis, and, uh, and uh, uh, Numbers, and Leviticus, and Deuteronomy, and see how awesome God was in the midst of his people. He's the same God. The same God will come down upon Mount Sinai in a ball of fire, thunderings and lightnings. That was God. Moses will speak, and God will speak in thunderings. The same God. Huh. If only our eyes were open to the awesomeness of that God, would we'll change how we relate to that God. I believe that God is deliberately sending our way the spiritual wake-up call to arise to a place of renewed passion and zeal so that when he comes, None will be found cold or lukewarm, but all will be on fire. He sent a word last Sunday. Where is your fire? <laughs> and we got that from the text of the church in Laodicea in Revelation. The seventh and the final church to be addressed. The end time church. The church of Laodicea. Look at the church. That church is likened to the church you and I find ourselves in today. They were clothed, but they were naked. They had seemingly wealth, but they were poor. They were wretched. They had all of the trappings of comfort and wealth and opulence, but in the eyes of God, these people were naked and wretched. We have the cars, the houses, the clothings, the designer. But the question is, have we placed our comfort on these things or really, really our comfort, our defense, our strength, our confidence is in God, not in the things. The church in Laodish, he said to them, repent. Saints, I believe there's a clarion call from the heavens for you and I to return 
to the place of our first love where we can pick up passion pick up fire again I shared some days ago that during the week the same night two different people in this church around the same time had a vision of rapture a vision of the coming of the Lord in this church at the same time literally by the time I was done with GPPA the next morning those texts came in almost intermittently I have them on my phone and what they saw was frightening after that GPPA on that particular morning I got another text from somebody that after the prayer he slept and had a similar vision so three within 24 hours that may be meaningless to you but in my mind God is speaking to us to get ready that might be a coincidence to you but in my mind God is saying to us get set for the glory is at the door Jesus said to this church in Laodicea Revelation 3.19 as many as I love I rebuke and chasten be zealous therefore and repent behold I stand at the door and knock if any man hear my voice and open the door I will come to him and will sup with him and he with me beloved I'm not a killjoy preacher some of you are looking at me oh oh this page you're on we're not quite no 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 no, no. I ain't a killjoy preacher but I, I would like to believe that whatever God puts in my mouth and my heart to say anytime anywhere I will say it you know why? One of the liberties I have now than before was because I'm released to say anything he tells me to say. <laughs> Where I left, I had my limitations. So God put a word in my mouth that I wasn't comfortable to say where I was. But now there is no excuse under heaven not to say what it puts in my mouth to say. And I'm telling you, under God, he's desirous for us to awaken. Get into a ready mode because the glory spoken concerning you, the glory prophesied concerning you is at the door. Oh yeah, your amen sound. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all right. It's okay. You, you probably cut the train later on. Yeah, yeah. Beloved, while I'm a big believer based on scripture, that God has made available provision for visions, made available finances to propagate the gospel, Zechariah 1.17 declares, through prosperity shall my cities be spread abroad. So there is a place for prosperity and a place for finances in the life of believers and also in the life of pushing the gospel. Track with me. I also believe that an unhealthy acquisition of wealth 
without a commensurate spiritual maturity can be dangerous. Let me say it again. Unless you take me out of context. An unhealthy acquisition of wealth without a commensurate underscore commensurate spiritual maturity can be dangerous. Is that okay? So, God is not against wealth. <laughs> but you see, if you're going to be a treasurer of heaven's resource in this day and age, listen carefully, there is a demand of a level of spiritual maturity that you don't know about, you need to know about. Track with me. We're going somewhere. You've heard me say over and over again. I repeat, it bears repetition. That money makes a very, very good master. Yeah. You send money on an errand. Sorry, good servant. Thank you. So one person just hit. Okay, oh, you could assume I'm, all, I'm always right. I made a mistake. Money makes a very good servant, but a poor master. So you send money on an errand right oh the bills are paid here not by prophecy only we pay bills here uh, 23 stations live broadcast in the nation of nigeria is beyond prayer and prophecy we pay bills they show up every quarter we pay them god pays them the building project is going on god so, so, so there's a place for it all right all right but the point is money makes a very very poor master did you hear me? Did you hear me? Please, did you hear me? Let me rewind again. It makes a good servant, but makes a poor what? Come on, let's talk. Makes a good what? But a poor what? But the challenge is, pastors, leaders, is there is a thin line between when money switches its role from being your servant to being your master. Thin line, thin line line thin line thin line why like it or not pastor tony money is spirit and spiritual oh yeah a spirit and spiritual you know what they call ogwego is medicine for money you can do stuff to trap money it's spiritual you can call it it can fly away Bible says in Proverbs that money makes for itself wings and fly toward heaven. Money is spiritual. So he wants to ride you as a lord. He wants to, he wants, he wants to turn things around in a way that it becomes your master. Rather than you ruling over it, he rules over you. How and when do you know the role has switched? Whatever. You are not able and willing to lay down has become your master. You may not like me after this sermon, but that's a reality. You may laugh over this, but it's a reality. The truth be told, it is, it is, it is very 
subtle for money to take the place of God. In, our, in fact, Jesus said very clearly, I believe Matthew 6, 24, there about, that you cannot serve mammon and God. That means the closest competitor and rivalry to God in your heart is mammon. Remember? Perfect servant. Wicked master. But he wants to ride in a way that it takes over your heart. How? Creep into your heart in a way that you struggle to lay down. In the words of Jesus, John 10, 18. No man taketh it from me, but I lay down of myself. I have power to lay down and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my father. Where you are for a moment, allow the Holy Ghost to begin to scan around you. Scan your wardrobe and scan your bank account and scan properties and scan and ask yourself very sincerely will the Lord to make a demand to lay that thing on his altar can I? will I? it's for you to answer the question to have power to lay down power to take up again that's why it's a blessing of God from time to time to place a demand on his people for sacrifices because God is not a taker, he's a giver. So if God demands a sacrifice, it's not because God is in need, but God wants to bless you with something more, but also wants to deliver you from where you are. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Help me, Lord. Ah. The story was told about the rich young ruler. Study it. Matthew 19, 21 to 24. Please study it. I'll paraphrase, summarize. Young man came to Jesus and said, Good master, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said, Hey, the Ten Commandments. He said, All these I have done. <laughs> and Jesus said, Hey, you've done well. You've done well. But there remaineth one thing. Somebody say one thing. So one small thing, at least so it seems, is remaining. What is the one thing? You go and say, oh, what? Give to the poor, what? And you have treasures in heaven automatically, what? And then come and follow me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the church is quiet. Give me one thing. He was so close to eternal life. He looked at himself. He saw the limousine. He saw the yacht. He saw the house in Beverly Hills. He saw the house in central London. My God. He saw the jet or jets on the runway. He said, No, 
I want to, but I can't. What happened there was that he chose things of God and refused the God of things. He made a choice. He found over time his soul had become mangled in his property. Please, as God begins to bless you with material things, do the needful and fight a fight. Don't let your soul become tied to these things. Because if they become tied to the things, the time will come when you are given a choice between the things of God and the God of things. Do you know, beloved, that this man had the opportunity to become possibly one of the disciples of Jesus Christ? He was offered to sell all have treasures in heaven then guess what come and follow me you know what hi help me lord when we don't see the value of the eternal we'll despise it because of the temporal hi i just i just i pray god helps me to communicate the things he put in my spirit Many people are giving up dust instead of pure gold. We're choosing a vanity against that which will live for all of eternity. The things held this young lad. He was a good man. He was a church boy. He was a tithe payer, quote unquote. He did all the commandments. But Jesus said one thing. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing is still remaining. One thing is still remaining. You know, you can sit here and say, well, that guy is a bad guy. What, what's wrong with him? If I were him, I, no, don't be too fast. Look inside. Maybe you have your own one thing that is needful. Ha! One thing that you know we've got to press a button in your life. You cry, you weep, you shed tears. Say, oh God, I'm not doing it again. I'm going away. I'm sorry. I'd rather keep it and die with it than miss heaven. God forbid. I know. It's not a very sweet message. It's not my problem. It's as bitter to you as it is to me. I'm not saying this because I'm there yet. I'm saying this because it is the word of the Lord for us for now. How much can you take for the glory? Can you stand for the glory? The Spirit of the Lord wrote through Apostle Paul in Romans 8, 17. <laughs> ah. The sufferings of this. No, he said, said if you suffer with me, you'll be glorified. And if children, yes, hears, hears of God, and John hears, go back, go back, go back. 17. Thank you. And if children then hears, hears of God, and John hears with Christ, if so be that we, what? 
Oh, come on, church. Come on, come on, come on. Do you, do you feel the scriptures? Yeah, if you what? If you enjoy with him. Oh, come on, if you what? If you play with him. What, what, what's in your Bible? If we suffer with him. There, that we may also be glorified. You know, people have just said, okay, let's check that Greek and the Hebrew. You see, this kind of suffering is not the same. Come on, man. Suffer now. Suffer. Come on, stop that nonsense. Don't twist the scriptures. Don't, don't wrestle with the scriptures. The scriptures, your common day preacher will not preach today because they think if they preached it, you will not be in the church. They think it's their church. But they are preachers who will preach God's word because they know they don't have a church. So leaving this church, I will miss you. Uh, but if you're meant to leave, see ya on the other side. Not because I kept quiet. No, no, no. Not because I said what I believe was God's word. No, sir. No, ma'am. If we suffer with him, we'll be what? Glorified. Verse number 18, quickly. Hallelujah. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, see now, this, this is the punchline. For I reckon, someone say reckon. The rich young ruler reckoned that the riches he had acquired were more valuable than the glories of eternity. He reckoned. He reckoned. He reckoned. I would rather have the seven bedroom house. Die it. And I'm not saying you have to die in it. You can have it and have God. Don't get me wrong. But I'm saying he reckoned. It was more important to be popular. More important to be known by men than to please God. He reckoned that fame was more important than to be known by heaven. He reckoned that all I have is much more than what God has. But hear this. Apostle Paul said, for he reckoned, put it up again, that the sufferings of what? Not the future, baby. Of this what? Present time is what? Not compared with the glory which shall be revealed on us. Hey, I want to prophesy. There's coming a glory ahead. You may be going through tough times now, but there is glory ahead. You may be carrying thorns right now, but there is a throne ahead. You may have scars in your body right now, but there are stars ahead. You may be going through tough seasons, but what there's glory ahead. Paul reckoned. I could take a licking and keep on ticking. Paul had the choice to falsify figures, to have what you call your own breakthrough. You know, some testimonies shared are simply an abomination to God. Abomination ought not to be found in the mouth of saints. How can Luz Lucy sleep with Alhaji Sule? Get money for rent, 1.5. You have the audacity to climb up on not these people to if I will catch you to Yakama Mama ma, to share. I have a breakthrough. 1.5 million thunder. Yata How can 
can you sign figures in the name of pushback, contract, back forth, and then have a testimony? No, sir. Have you heard what happened to Ananias and Sapphira? Acts 5. They failed it. Why? They lied to the Holy Ghost. Peter said, you've not lied to me. You've lied to the Holy Ghost. The days of power, they're coming back again. But purity begets power. Clean up before you pick up. Hence this message. Paul reckoned. Because I don't have time, let me help you out. So you don't take me out of context. There are sufferings that are sufferings that happen to you because <laughs> I had to change my word. Almost because you're a fool. But I didn't say it. That's it. I didn't say it. That's what, that's what was coming. I had to hold myself. Say, hold your word. I didn't say it too. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. There are sufferings that happen to people because they are evildoers. It's all found in First Peter. First Peter 4, there about. Yeah. They are evildoers. So as a result, they, are, they, they receive what they qualify for. But the Bible tells us, on the contrary, there are those who suffer not because they did evil, but because they did right. Am I correct? First Peter. Ah, help me, Lord. Where is it now? Three fourteen. But and if you suffer for righteousness' sake, point one. You can suffer what? For righteousness sake. Happy are ye. <laughs> and don't be afraid of their terror. Neither be troubled. Verse 17. For it is better. 317. 1 Peter 3.17. For it is better. If the will of God be so. Sorry say. If what? If what? Come on. If what? Is this in your Bible? Priestly. The will of God. To do what? To be what? Be what? Ah! You mean it can be God's will? God, eh? Kenny, God's will for me to suffer. It's not. It's not. It's not New Testament. It's old. This is. This is no man of God. You're preaching law. You're preaching, no, law. What? First Peter, Apostle Piro. Oga, there are instances where it is the will of God that you suffer. It was said to us in the opening verse. That we're to arm ourselves with this mind. What mind? That Christ suffered. Because he has suffered, he is no longer under the, 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 the paraphrase. Just, he's overcome sin, basically, just paraphrasing, right? But, but we're to arm ourselves with the same mindset that there are instances God will allow you to suffer for him, but the suffering is designed to work out glory. But that suffering is not because you're doing wrong. Not disease, not cancer. Not things you're redeemed from, per se. You don't even have to determine what it is. It's part of your course. Every man has a what? A course. Your course is your pathway to glory. From cradle to grave. If you follow it, there are bumps and twists and there are curves. Some you can pray away. Some you can fast away. Others will look at you like this. 
But when we go through it with the right mindset that our Redeemer liveth, that is bringing us out of this test into a testimony. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, the key is, if you don't see beyond the valley of the shadow of death, you think is the valley of death. So you'll get this next month. Even though I walk not to, through, can I tell you, you're going through that situation. I can't tell how long it will last, but I know you're going through it. That's a prophetic word for somebody here. That ought to make you jump and dance. That that is not the last frame of your movie. That is not the end of your story. You are the star of your story. No matter what you go through. James Bond. Jack Bauer. Superman. You are going through the valley of the shadow of death. You've got to see beyond that. And see the glory. And see that what you're going through is but a light affliction compared to the common attraction. I wish I had time. My, my heart is full. But just thought before I leave you to distinguish between suffering as the righteous and suffering as an evildoer. They're not the same thing. I close with this thought in mind, very dear to me. Ah. <sighs> Please hear me out. Not a killjoy. COVID-19 is a test run. If COVID-19 shook the church the way it did, I wonder what COVID-20, quote-unquote, will do. Ha, Beloved, if we as preachers don't teach like this and prepare the church for the coming storms, very few of the elect will make it. COVID-19 came to show us how much we lack faith in the word of God. He came to test our jump, our dance, our clap on Sunday mornings. I believe that God is sending voices like this to put in believers what I call spiritual shock absorber. Otherwise, it will surprise you how many people will deny Jesus under pressure. Kato's Krandaya. Peter, there's one who is coming to sift you as a wheat, but I prayed for you. Not that you not go through the storms, the storms are coming. But I pray for you that when the storms come, COVID-20, COVID-21, should the Lord tarry, your faith will not fail you. God, I am. 
because of the delays in your life, you won't compromise the word of God. Many have made God to be a spiritual vending machine. You think God exists to meet your need? No, sir. Uh, last time I read in my Bible, Revelation 4:11, He created all things for His pleasure. They were. You and I are made to give God pleasure. We are to give Him pleasure in season, out of season. When we are hungry, praise you, Lord. When we are full, thank you, Jesus. When we are clothed, thank you, Jesus. If we find ourselves naked, thank you, Jesus. Living in one bedroom house, thank you, Jesus. You're brought to a seven bedroom mansion, I give you praise. Like Paul, learn to abase, learn what? To abound. That's a church that will stand storms. Train your appetite to eat gari without meat, if need be. And never complain. A generation of entitlement mentality. I deserve, I deserve, I deserve. Have you been to the cotton wall in China? Those people are blood washed like you and I. They don't shout about deserve. Just love Jesus who saved them from hell. You ain't deserving nothing outside his grace. By his grace, we have all things. Lift your hand and pray. Lord grace. Lord grace upon me. Let's preach two minutes now. Lord grace, this thing is deep, man. I wish I had all the time in the world. He's at the door. He knocks on the door. If any man will open the door, he will come in, sup and fellowship. Receive strength. I won't fail. I won't fail. I won't fail. Oh God, strengthen me. Like you prayed for Simon Peter, pray for me. That my faith will not fail. Can you make a fresh commitment to love him, to serve him, to go all the way? To serve him with your substance, your money, your time, your talents, your treasure. Lord, it belongs to you. It belongs to you. I receive grace to suffer for you if need be. That the glory may be rotten my life please pray if you're filled with the Holy Ghost release your prayer language for just about 30 seconds I'm out of time at the back receive grace in the middle at the front receive grace the end of the matter is better than the beginning Lord grace to endure to the end Grace to finish well in the journey of life. Where you compromise, repent. Where you fail, repent. Where you denied him, repent. Lord, forgive me. I plead the blood. From today, I pick up again. I pick up my fire. Fire! Push it, push it, push it. I wish we had all the time to pray. You can you have just experienced the preaching and teaching ministry of Good Heart Obi Ekweme, lead pastor of Revival House of Glory International Church, Rogic. 
and the apostolic leader of the Horn of Revival Ministry, a global outreach ministry mandated to carry the torch of revival across cities and nations. If you would like to ask a question, share your prayer request or testimony, or get more messages or books from Apostle Goodhart, please call or text 0805-223-4444 or email info at rogic.org. That is info at rhogic.org. Also download the Horn of Revival Ministry app on Google Play or Apple Store to connect with a variety of quality resources including Rogic Radio and our refreshing daily devotions to take you higher in life. And for real-time ministry, you can follow Apostle Goodheart on Twitter. The handle is at Pastor Goodheart. And on Instagram, the handle is at Apostle Goodheart. Keep hearing the Word of God. It will produce intimacy with your spirit for uncommon encounters on the earth.